Did you know that Game Pass or Pass is brought to you for free because of Spotify for podcasters? It's a totally free platform and you can make a podcast today for free. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. And if you think about taking your podcast to the next level with a video podcast, Spotify can help you too. With Spotify for podcasters, you can also earn money in a variety of ways that includes ads and podcast subscriptions. So what are you waiting for? Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to Spotify.com slash podcast to get started right now. time to talk about hell because we have went to hell on this is that profanity on this episode of game pass or pass the podcast where we play games on microsoft game pass service and tell you which games to pass on to your friends and which games to simply pass on by i am Corey, joined today by basher as well, i don't know why i say like joined today like it's always gonna be <laughs> i mean maybe i won't be here one day and to answer no, your no. question hell no. is in hell is in a good book so uh, I feel like it's not a swear. All right, fair, fair. I forgot I was gonna go with that. Um, oh, because yeah, because last week we didn't say who we were, so that was interesting. Because I, I listen... know what it is. They Do know. they though? Do they though? So, but a little housekeeping at the beginning of the show. Thank you to everyone that tuned into the Outer Worlds. It is our second most popular episode, still behind Gears Five, and uh, according to the metrics probably going to stay that way but you never know maybe the outer worlds will get a sudden boost but what i'm seeing is a lot of people are listening to us on apple podcast so why not give us a little uh give us a little review there we like reviews reviews are good even if it's not a great review i still want to hear reviews i want to know i want to know what you like what you don't like i don't know if basher wants to know but i mean the not so great reviews were uh would be more helpful if anything probably uh, as probably. long as they're not from spotify we're good to go Wow. I also just noticed a uh, spelling mistake in the Outer Worlds show notes. So if you saw that, I am deeply, deeply sorry. Instead of putting T-O, I put T-I and not the rapper. So, but I've just changed it. So it's all good now. Probably shouldn't say anything. So on this week's episode, we are talking about Night Moon Studios After Party. This is regularly priced, priced, priced at $19.99. It is available on the Epic Game Store, Xbox one uh not the piece not not the microsoft store almost said that it is not available on that uh so it's only yeah. available on xbox game pass on console currently uh it is coming to the windows store it is also available on the playstation 4 it will be coming to steam at some point as well as the nintendo switch uh it's not cross play because it doesn't really matter it is not xbox play anywhere currently because of that uh epic game store exclusivity uh that is how you will it is also not Xbox One X enhanced for all you Xbox One X owners out there. And it shows, unfortunately. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that. But it only runs at the uh, good old good old 1080p 
on the Xbox One X. Disgusting. So. How are they able to license themselves on every single platform, however, still claim that Epic Store exclusivity? Like, that's just, it's, it's, it's kind of maddening. I, you know, I, like I, I don't want to, I don't want to piss anyone off, but I don't it, understand the, the outrage of it. Um, but it's, uh, it depends on the situation. It's for, like for me, in this situation, like if it was PC only and it came out on Epic, if, and if it was episode exclusive, I would understand. Like, I get it. Like, your, your audience is already limited, but to come out on, just every platform ever, and then like limit, including the Game Pass uh, service, and be like, "Oh well, you get, but you can't play on your, you can't download, you can't download from Microsoft Store." It's like that's um that, that's really dumb. It's super super dumb. But I mean, in the interest of the developer, if they were cut a check for that, I don't blame them. So... I don't, but it's also dumb. A lot of dumb things have been done for have been done for checks. Sure, I sure I. I guess I'm always in the mindset of the developers got to do what they got to do to keep making games kind of thing. Is it always best for consumer? Unfortunately not, but that's the beauty of being a consumer. You've got choice. So if you don't want to support it, you don't have to, um, but that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about Michael game pass actions. What games okay. <laughs> after party. The premise is you are two teenagers who were killed and you are now in hell. And you have to try to out-drink the devil at his party that he's going to have. So that way he will give you the, uh, I don't want to say the blessing, but the ability to go back to the living side. You play as Milo, and I'm already forgetting the girl's name. Stitch. No. Why am I forgetting her name? Because she's a person of color. You don't like those people. So is Milo. Milo's a white guy, isn't no, he? he's. No, he's Asian. <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> did you not? Did you not? His name? Did you not get that? Milo and Lola. Lola yes, that's, that's right. That's so right. you're close. It's close to Lilo. Milo and Lola. So this is uh, from the developers of Oxenfree, also Nightman Studio. So, but I don't believe you played Oxenfree. So this is a very similar game to where it's a almost like a 2D adventure game with a sort of pulled out diorama looking camera, uh, but you kind of switch between Milo and Lola, I'm gonna say Stitch all the time. Milo and Lola, uh, and so, but most of the gameplay is done through talking. So you pick your responses and you sort of see what happens, how it all plays out. So, after party, what did uh, what did you think? Let me get the 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 good stuff out the way first, because there's a lot of good stuff in this game, like a whole bunch. Um, excuse me a second. <clears throat> uh, so, right off the bat, the premise is i think genius as a uh alcoholic myself i have my glass bourbon over here behind me so where was i oh yes as an as an alcoholic with my uh bourbon in the background here um i love the premise it's uh is it creates for an extremely fun atmosphere and you feel that immediately the second the game starts uh the I mean, what hit me first, honestly, was the music. I, I'm a big fan of the music in this game. And then the dialogue and the, 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 the voice acting itself is just all on point. Like, it's a lot. Like, 
they put a lot of work in the uh, in, into the atmosphere of this game, and I and that's 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 one thing that hit me first. That I really really like. I I will agree. Um, so the premise was always something that I it sounded very good, but I was worried again on, on the execution. Um, be based on what I played of Oxen Free. So I liked Oxen Free, but I didn't love the the overall um present uh, presentation not the word i i didn't love how that game started and ended but I, I enjoyed everything in the middle kind of thing um but so the premise of this one is much more uh wacky or you know much more uh fun so but no i i enjoyed how if you didn't know the premise of this game like the first 10 minutes of it i guess this is semi-spoiler but not really so, uh, so like the first 10 minutes like you're at a party and then sort of like things start falling apart kind of thing so if you go into this game not really knowing it's told in a way that very much sets it up in a way of just like like oh okay like i'm either you're on board or you're not within those first 10 minutes kind of thing so i think it makes its case very very strong at the beginning and i was definitely on board uh, i was like all right i'm ready to i'm ready to see what else this game can do kind of thing I, yeah I, I was the same way um because as as you as you said before the the gameplay starts off essentially just kind of like dialogue options. You have you have anywhere between two to three, I want to say, dialogue options, and you just kind of make your way around this college party. I want to say it's the last party before you graduate, or gra- it might have been a graduation party itself. I but, think it um, was, yeah. Yeah, so it's like yeah, it definitely was. So you so you, so you, some some Milo's the the nerd, and I guess in uh. Lola is like the kind of the too cool for school introvert. Neither one of them have friends other than each other, and it really plays well. Uh, it, it's acted well, and I believe the characters. The characters are fun, and once you go to hell, it's a hodgepodge group of these of, of characters that are just kind of like all kind of real cartoony and out there and wacky and weird and it's like the whole settings great and like it's almost like the like like everyone's in on a joke and it's like and it's a funny joke to be told and yeah yeah the the writing is especially strong um the the writing has has to be for this game to be successful kind of thing because the writing is basically the game so i i'm trying to think of the word the 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 game wears its tone on its sleeve very much, and they're I, I don't want to call them like fart jokes because they're not, but they're they're very much like late teenager profanity kind of jokes, and there's a lot of like riffing on that stuff of just I, I we're, we're trying to be a family friendly show, so I can't repeat a lot of them, um, but there's just a lot of that kind of humor. Is, does that make sense? What I'm saying. No, it no absolutely does. It, okay. it, it it plays almost like 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 a um uh uh less sharp episode of Always Sunny. Yeah, there you go. That's the word I'm looking for. Or I guess the show that I'm looking for. Um so if you're into that, then you're gonna like this because that that's how it is through start to finish. And a lot like you said, a lot of the characters that you meet, they all have a very distinct personality and they all sort of play into that in their own way. Um so there's i think sam is probably the first character that you meet um and she's sort of your your taxi driver um but she's kind of there throughout the whole thing but she very much is kind of the glue that holds everything together in terms of getting you from point a to b and kind of giving you expose and she does it in a very good way she's voiced by someone i I can't remember her name but she's very popular um so she does a great job and this is hard to talk about without spoilers because the game isn't terribly long 
Uh, it's only I finished my playthrough in about four and a half hours. What what was yeah. yours? Yeah, it's not longer than five hours. Yeah, so I mean, if you do everything, so I guess getting into the gameplay. So, like we said, the the goal of the game is to to outdrink Satan, but you have to get there first. So you have to do that by talking to people and going through different scenarios and sort of making your way to that final uh, drink off, I guess you can say. And I uh, I think where I what I enjoyed was I like the main storyline of finding the main characters, but the idea of finding some of the side characters I wasn't as intrigued with. Um, I feel like they weren't as strongly written. And so that kind of pushed me to sort of stay on the main path and not do too much exploring of the general locations. But I think that's okay. I don't think that you lose out on anything, if that makes sense. But Well, well and here's where the game started to lose me. By hour, because again, it's a very short game. So by the first hour, you're already in hell and you're off. You're probably off to your first or second uh, side mission or whatever. Side quest, rather. Um, it starts to lose me here because I realize this is, this is an adventure game. And as a big fan of adventure games, like the, what I like about the, the adventure game genre is usually the, 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 the well-made ones are have a sort of sandbox areas in which you can go pretty much anywhere, anytime. And if you get to a certain place, they'll say something like, oh, this door is locked, so you obviously need a key. So you go back looking for a key, but you hit an area that says you need to cross a lake, so you obviously need a boat or some sort of raft. And then, so, you, so you're spending this time going, exploring this entire area, just trying to figure out, put, put the, square, the square pick in the square hole and, and trying to just get everything together. And it's like, it creates this, this kind of cohesive adventure format. My issue with this game, when it started to lose me, was how linear it was in nature and how it didn't provide the challenge the adventure game supposed to provide. Because at because what for example, there's a, there, there's a there's a, a quest rather where you have to uh, get inside the the front door of of uh, Satan's castle, and, and he says, oh, you can't come in here without a pass. It's like, all right, where do I find a pass? You simply, it's, and it's, it's simple as, instead of walking from left to right, you walk right to left. You just, and, and then boom, it just, and then you naturally fall into where you need to go get stuff. It's not really, it's not challenging enough, in my opinion, to be an adventure game, and it leads into a problem that I have with some these these types of games in general where it's like are at what point are these really games because this could have been like a visual novel and I would have enjoyed it just as much to be honest with you uh see I'm I I'm somewhere in the middle on that like I I had the realization probably it wasn't really a realization but um uh, similarly, after about an hour and a half, like there, there's a part where you basically have to walk up a mountain kind of thing, and it takes a little while and it takes a couple minutes. But the the idea is that the I, th I think where this game is different from like adventure games is that it's always talking to you, and so a lot of times in adventure games, the gameplay, like you said, is finding the stuff, finding the things to do, 
And in this game, instead of that, you're walking, but they're always sort of talking and providing context, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, But to me, kind of like, I I was like, you know, it'd be kind of nice if I could just maybe set the controller down and just press A or B, you know, or X, and this, I think it was X or B, um, to pick whichever dialogue option. And at some point, like you said, is that really a game at that point? Or is it more a visual novel kind of thing? And I almost... I think I would have preferred it if I didn't have control of the characters. <laughs> no, like, I mean, and I don't say that to be like uh, this. This is this is definitely one of those games where I feel bad not liking it as much as I feel like I should because right. because at the end of the day, it's just kind of like you made something that is super just 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 super strong in narrative. I love the premise. The art style is fantastic. Like there's, there's some the music is, is phenomenal. There's so much I like about the game, but at the end of the day, like for me personally, I do not find this to be much of a game. This like it, I, I, like uh, to to put it in perspective, it has as much gameplay for me as a Telltale's game. It was just kind of like right. walk here, press A or B, walk here, press A or B. The most Which... intricate gameplay in the it, that I found was a Parappa the Rapper style, like dance off. <laughs> yeah, and it's like that's that's uh, I, I I I I could just watch like a series of, of Netflix shows like this and right. be, be be happy. Right. Well, and that's and that that's where like I for the most part like the Telltale games. Um, there's some that I just wasn't a huge fan of, but that's more of the the way that they handle the the material, but. Those games, similar to this, they play, like, when you play them, it's the worst part. Um, and that's how I felt with After Party. It was a lot of times when I was just walking from left to right, I think I'm kind of, I guess, repeating myself. I was just like, I kind of wish I just wasn't doing this kind of thing. Like, when you do the dance party and then you have to play, like, some drinking games and stuff. And I was just like, mm, I'm kind of... Uh, For a game that doesn't have, uh, that doesn't... Uh, pride itself on its gameplay. Um, I really expected the drinking. I was hoping for an adventure of drinking games, almost. Right. Where well, each and it, one would, would would just get, would, would just get more and more ridiculous, more and more challenging, more and more wacky. And it's like, right. no, we're just gonna simply press A or B. The so I mean, ba- basically where. Where I think they tried to sort of mitigate this is that there's bartenders everywhere and you can get these different drinks and you can sort of sip on them whenever you want kind of thing. And sometimes when you do that, you get different dialogue options um, to where it's it's hard to – I think that was there because Oxenfree sort of had a little bit more of a adventure game vibe. Like sometimes you had to sort of, like you said, find the square peg and put it in the square hole kind of thing, whereas this game doesn't have it. So to me, they sort of try to mitigate it of not having gameplay, of adding this mechanic of sort of drinking when you wanted to have a different experience kind of thing, or if you wanted to see a different dialogue option. But to me, I feel like it, that should have just sort of always been there kind of thing. Um, I think it could have been written in a better way to sort of incorporate that you're always sort of intoxicated. I, that's kind of the point of the game. Um and I think that's where a lot of the humor comes from. Like, I don't know about you, but anytime I had an, op- an option to drink and have a response, I'm going to pick that response. Absolutely. Like, 100% of the time. Right. So, and that sort of took away part of the, because uh, 
you can, this game does have diverging paths. Like you'll always end up at the same end game, but the way you get there can be different. Um, so it sounds like we both picked one, like there's like two or three major sort of diversions that you can go on. And it sounds like we picked at least one of them that was the same. So yeah, so I, I guess that all this is a roundabout way of saying that I still really like this game, but I don't like the game aspect of it. I like the adventure aspect of it because I think it's so well written and it's genuinely funny at times. Like, I, I don't think every joke lands, but I, I laughed out loud a couple times of stuff I just didn't expect. So oh, the, the, the overall tone is fucking hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like it, it just goes to credit again, the writing and then enough can't be said about the voice acting. I, I feel, I feel like there's like three or four voice actors that I, I recognize that if I saw yeah. the names, I, I would have been like, Oh yeah, of course that's him, him or her. But I just, I just couldn't knock the feeling of me playing, getting halfway through a telltales game. Like, I almost prefer someone else be playing this while I watch them. Yeah, like that's fair. You know, it's, it's just kind of like it's not enough. There's, it's just one of those games where there's not enough game, and that's, and that's always going to strike a chord with me personally because at the end of the day, I feel like a video game should have should focus on its gameplay. Uh, no matter how great the writing is, no matter how great the narrative is, like the gameplay needs to be there and i think this is just kind of like oh this is just this, this is essentially like a dialogue simulator or, or something for me it's kind of like and, and it's a good dialogue simulator but it doesn't it doesn't match doesn't have equally as good gameplay right and i think i think that's a discussion you know and just in general for you know a different show it's just it, it seems like this genre of you know the quote walking simulator if you want to call it you know like that Telltale sort of popularized this idea of like diversion, di diverting paths and not really playing a game like Mass Effect was probably the last big one that was like a full on triple A game that really tried to have sort of narrative interwoven in a way, um, I, I guess, actually, probably the Outer Worlds uh, most recently. Um, but Telltale sort of made it more streamlined and popular. And this game seems to like it wants to I, I think Night School Studios in general wants to be in that genre but they don't want to do it the same way, and they're sort of right. having they're having an issue of trying to figure out how to make that into a thing that works cohesively. Um, but for me, I, I don't. The fact that it was so simplified, it, it basically became. Um, I don't want to say trivialized, but I, I eventually sort of just got over it. Um, right, right. And you know, by by like hour two and a half, three, like I was so invested in the characters and the story that I sort of stopped thinking about having the controller in my hand, which was kind of like you. I was just like at one point, I was like, man, I just I really want to put this controller down. Like that'd be great if I could just put this down and just relax and just watch and see what happens, kind of thing. And I kind of want to do that with like a playthrough, you know, just start one because you know before work or something and start watching someone else's playthrough and see how they handle it, kind of thing. Because um, like also I kind. Because there's stuff that you just don't see because you pick one path or the other, uh, so yeah. But but I and think the writing was go ahead. I mean, and that's that's hard, and that's a hard enough thing to do as well because like because to as your point with Mass Effect, Mass Effect Two was like the the best one of them because in a lot of ways the reason why Infinity uh, was better than Endgame because it didn't really need an ending per se. Right. So you can you could take all these different paths, all these different, and it can lead kind of anywhere, and it just be open ended. But this game having, uh, I believe, there's only two endings. It's like, 
okay, these paths are cool and all, but to, to even worse than Mass Effect 3, I don't get red, blue, or green, I get red or blue. And it's yeah, like, so it's, what's, it's not it, really it's not, necessary. Yeah, it's not quite that. It's more, um, man, it's hard. So you're always going to get the same ending, but it's the relationship um, that changes kind of thing. So what the characters do at the end will always be the same, but it's how they interact with each other at the end of it. Gotcha. Is what is what can sort of be diverse. Uh, diverse is the word. Can be um, different, I guess. So it, it's a little bit different, but there's yeah, there's stuff yeah. So, but no. Um, again, this is kind of a hard game to talk about because you don't want to give too much away. But I think it's. I don't know. So, I wanted more. Like like I, I got. I was so on board those first thirty minutes to an hour. Like so on board. I'm thinking like, oh, this is gonna be just this incredibly fun rock where, like I like I said before, like it's gonna be these interest like because in the indie series are really good at creating interesting gameplay. So it's like I really thought it's gonna be like some weird kind of quirky like, okay, we're gonna so this, so this sequence to to beat this character you gotta beat him in a game of flip cup to beat him in this game beat this character you gotta beat him beat him in a game of uh, beer pong which is inside right. which is in in the game and in each game plays differently but instead it's like uh the most complex com uh not combat the most complex gameplay gets is uh simon says button pressing and they do it like two or three times i'm like oh you guys really just didn't care at all about the gameplay and this is just yeah. all story all character which is fine like it's fine it's like i get it but it's like for me personally it's like if you're making if you sell me a video game you gotta put some work into the gameplay i see where what i think is that um i think specifically that particular mini game was just not good um but i actually really liked the beer pong aspect just because there's i, I don't think they go far enough with it but there was right. a part there was a part at the end near the end of the game when you're sort of having to find some people kind of thing and there was a certain character that i interacted with that I basically was trying to build a relationship with them. And the way you did that was by playing a game of beer pong with them. So it didn't even really become about the beer gameplay anymore. Right. Yeah. So, but it was something to sort of do in the background. And I wish there was more of that. I wish there was more of, of just those kind of moments of like building characters and building sort of friendships and whatever you want to call them with the mini games instead of it always being dialogue. Um, but I think the the sort of dancing game was the most egregious. It was just sort of like you said, it was just very much a very typical because there was no dialogue or anything and it wasn't particularly funny. It wasn't particularly anything. It was just sort of there. But I actually liked the drinking games. I just thought that there wasn't enough of them, even if it was doing the same thing. I think the games being strong in the narrative aspect, they could have interwoven that better than they even did. They still did it well, in my opinion. But I think if they would have done that more, it would have been an even stronger impression for me. I completely um, agree. Yeah. It should. It should. I feel. I just feel like this should have been littered with those, just all the way through, just like because yeah. because for a game all about drinking, like you really. You really don't get drunk. Yeah, unless you unless you're really just like pounding that right trigger on whenever you get a drink. <laughs> like, but again, like I was sort of sipping on it because I wanted to see the dialogue options. So right, yeah. But no, I, I it sounds like you're probably somewhere more in the middle. I'm definitely higher on the game. I think that. Uh, so I guess we got to come to a consensus. Do we pass uh, on it? 
or do we pass it on? So this is interesting. Do we need to come up? Do we need to? Do we need to agree? This is the. This is. The I think we do. One. I think. I think that's the. I'm. Li- this, I is think... the, this is a tough one because, like, for me, like, like, like. Okay, so let's speak a little bit more about the broader subject. I do like. I do like games like Dear Esther. I do like games like the like the like some Telltale games. Like I I I, I understand the premise. I understand the purpose. I just. I'm just never. A fan of paying 15, 20, 40, whatever amount of dollars on a video game that doesn't, that ignores game. Like, it's, I could just watch this and be happy. Like, that's, and that's why it's going to be hard. That's why it's hard for me to say, uh, to, 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 to pass it on to a friend because you could be, this is five, this is five hours out of your day. You could, you could, you could have been on been, been watching. A Netflix movie, uh, show, like uh, that's fine. That's fine. But I mean, at. but it's I, it's the it's the choice. Like that that's really that's really what I think it boils down to is, is is the choice worth the money? Like I don't mean like to spend or not spend. Like the choice of the story and the choices that you make during the gameplay. I think they're strong enough and there's enough diversity and a good enough story there that I think even with its shortcomings, that. But I mean, also I th- I think you could also argue that the fact that there isn't a ton of gameplay is a great reason for some people to play it of being like you know if you want something that you can't lose at like you literally cannot lose at this game you can't die you can't fail anything like that so even if you do fail one of the mini games the game still goes on kind of thing it's very much like a telltale where you can play that entire game and never say anything um but you still can die and all that stuff but it's different whatever i think there's enough here that i would feel comfortable saying yeah i think it's worth spending the 20 bucks on it or if you're on game pass to um to play it oh man uh the one thing thing i will say i think it's an injustice like um the game does not run well and it does not look the best and i think while the art style is very good this game begs to be xbox one x enhanced because it's just because it's zoomed out, you see more stuff and you see more jaggies and you see more aliasing and you see more of the improper, not improper, um, imperfect, imperfect edges of it. And I think that's like, I think it's just sort of unfortunate because it should run better than it does kind of thing. It, it, it hitches really hard sometimes and it's not doing anything that's that crazy and I, it didn't take me out of it but it was just sort of annoying um i, I agree uh, i thought yeah. i thought I, I did think at one point like i could because zoom in a little closer but yeah just I'm a like, little I, bit yeah but then i'm like i, I kind of see why you don't though right but um, to me i don't understand how why they never play with the camera like they never like sometimes they'll sort of swivel it to get you different angles but they never zoom in and out and like, because Lola and Milo actually have facial features, but you can't see them unless you, you know, maybe it's different if you're playing on PC. I'm not sure. No, it's um, not. It's not. Oh, okay. So, um, no, yeah. I, I, I'm right there with you. I feel like, um, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like uh, this game is uh, something that, that if they keep going down a path, they will hit a home run and figure it out perfectly soon enough, like very soon. But this is not the one. Um, if I, I, I mean, I personally wouldn't recommend buying this flat out. I if think have, I, 
I think game as, pass? Game pa- yeah, as a Game Pass game, I think this is worth playing. Yeah. You, it barely pauses to play for me. You got that consensus. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to say Night School. Night, did I say Night Moon earlier? Because that's said, not a thing. You, you called it After Party correctly the first time. I don't know where the Night Part. This Night Part thing is new, I think. That's the developer. Um, Night Court. Watch it now on Netflix. Yeah, so no, because what's Night Moon? Where am I? Because Moon Studios is already in the blind of the in the blind. Oh my gosh, Ori oh, in the blind yeah. forest. <laughs> You're breaking down, man. You're Apparently, breaking down. it's been a long week. Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyways, Night School Studios after party on this podcast of Game Pass or Pass. We're gonna say play it. We're gonna pass yeah. it on. To our friend, yeah. So I liked it though. I, it's one that I like. I really want to play again. I know I'm not going to because there's just so much other stuff coming out. Um, like I, I am I didn't dislike it. I mean, if I if, yeah. if I if I could, if I can make that point very clear, I did not dislike it. It's just a matter of you have to you have to know going in that this is uh, uh, probably more visual novel than it is a video game. So yeah, if you're, if you're I, I, that, then you're good to go. I've been playing the King's Quest that that one they made in like 2016, which is if you're sleeping on the game, don't. That game is fan freaking tastic. Um, if you're into that game, I I really like that game. Um, but so like it, I just feel like the delivery just isn't quite there yet. Like th- they're so close to having something, and I I I want them to to make more because I think what they're onto is is very good. So and but they yeah, should. but yeah. So on this episode, we're gonna say pass it on. And so, yeah, I guess it's time since, so those are both new releases and that means I, is it time to spin the wheel? Uh, it's time to spin the wheel of death. But Here so but that's the question. Like, so no, mo, a lot of times, so you, do you have anything you want to play? Cause I feel like it's always me being like, Hey, we should play this. Like well, you scrolled, here, you've scrolled through this. Like here, here, here's my, here, okay. Here's my, here's my, here's why. You know, overall thoughts on it. This podcast is okay. This podcast is about the service game pass and the service game pass prides itself on look at all the games you could get for, for this, for this one low monthly price. You can't beat it. And it's like, so my cynicism kicks in and says, okay, you have, it's this price and you have all these games. So, uh, how many of these are good? So it's like, it's easier to pick out a good one that we kind of like and say, let's play this one next than it is like Killer Instinct. Cause we, cause like, you know, like it's Killer Instinct, but I'm more interested in the service working in a way where you can literally play most games and enjoy yourself. Like that's, that's, that's really what, I want to find out. So that's why I'm so, leaning towards the have, randomizer. Have you have you been have you been scrolling through the catalog and ever been like, oh, wait a minute. That sounds interesting. Uh no. I just did the uh I scrolled through the catalog, sure, on my on the Xbox. However, I don't go into details. I just look at cover art and title. I'm like, all right, all right, I guess I guess I could play that one day. I maybe, I don't know. But I never like did any more than look at that that screen. 
Interesting. I, I was just curious because that's basically what I do is like when I'm looking for a game, I just I pull up the I pull up the all um, A to Z kind of thing. And I just start scrolling and I'm just like, oh, this looks interesting. And then I usually just kind of pick one. And then you well, actually I look at the install and I'm like, nope. Or yep. <laughs> right. It's like 88 gigs. I'm like, you know, I don't want to play it that bad uh, kind of thing. But so, yeah, I I really they need to bring that randomizer to the console because there are a couple games that are not on one or the other kind of thing oh that's right yeah uh, so but yeah so but all right so here's here's the thing all right we could do the randomizer or hear me out there's a game i refuse to hear you out randomizer wait i'm sorry let's, let's there's a game that i really 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 want to play again so here's the thing i already like it okay i know i like it and i think you're gonna like it I think you're going to love it, actually. But is that not in the spirit of the podcast? But this, and it's such a good game, though, that I really want to play it again, and I want to talk about it, but I can already guarantee that we're both going to like it. So it's a game you picked out that you for sure like, you think I will like. I, I would be hard-pressed if you didn't. Um, is it Sunset Overdrive? It is Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sucker Punch, right? No, uh, Insomniac. Uh, Insomniac, yeah, yeah. Because, but it's because, like, here's the thing: everyone should play that game. And time code. Um, but the thing is, is that does it really matter anymore? Like, that's something you bought them. <laughs> you know, that's. The... I think I think that's I think that's the main takeaway from this. It says Sony Bomb is, is a little too late, which I'm not surprised because Xbox players don't like good games. So uh, I'm okay playing it. So, but, but, I mean, but 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 to your point, I am going to like it. It's Insomniac. I'm 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 kind of, I'm kind of a fanboy from from the jump. Yeah, yeah. The, the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm like, you know what? No, it's not in the spirit of the show. Like. I think if I think and it, it really is because if Insomniac didn't get bought and we had a chance of getting a sequel of this game, I would say, yeah, so that way we can sort of champion this game exactly. and get more people to play it. But that's never going to happen now. So I, I guess I vetoed my own <laughs> my own idea. So let's spin that wheel, all that just to get oh, to that'd be fun. To the spin. Fun, all right. I got to open the app, not the companion app, because that's not what I want. I want the Xbox app. All right, here we go. Where is? Oh, it's in the middle. All right, in three, two, one. Uh, we already played that. All right. Apparently, we're gonna play Apocalypsis. Apocalypsis from Clubalter SA. It's an action adventure game. It is rated T for Teen. It's called Apocalypsis. I, the text is too small. Harry at the end of the world. Let's see here. Ooh, oh man, this looks this looks fun. It is single player, and there is not a single review for this video game. Oh my god! All right, Apocalypse is Harry at the end of the world. It's a traditional point and click adventure game in the vein of Samarost and Mach Machinarium. 
Yeah, see, this this is exactly why I want the why I want the randomizer. Where solving te- puzzles comes with a sense of discovery and accomplishment. The gameplay style merged with unique art style inspired by the 15th century engravings creates the perfect backdrop for a story about heartbreak, redemption, and quite literally the end of the world. There you go. This, this so is, this is exactly why. <laughs> let's let's put your catalog to the test. You got let's all these it. games. Let's see if they're actually worth playing. Let's do it. So next week's episode will be Apocalypsis. Is that my saying that right? Apocalypsis. Yeah. 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 All right. Apocalypsis. All right. That's gonna do it for this episode. Let us know what if you want to. If there's a game that you've played that no one else is talking about, let us know at gpopfans at gmail Or if you just want to write us an email, ask a question, etc. Or if you want to tell us that you played After Party and you're like, it's the worst freaking game I've ever heard of. I hate you both. Zero stars. Hey, at least you took the time to write an email, and I appreciate that. Uh, send us some reviews on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcast services. Spotify. There's more of them. I know Basher's not a fan, but they are there. The The numbers don't lie. They don't lie. Those hips don't either. The what? Oh, the hips. I just said the tips at first. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Game Pass or Pass. The tips always lie. We will see you next time. <laughs>